0: Hello, welcome to another episode of the Legacy Investing Podcast. I'm Nate, and I'm joined, as I always am, every Tuesday by my good friend Josh. How are you doing,
1: mate? I'm, I'm really good, thanks, mate. How are you?
0: Imagine, yeah, going well. Um, bit chilly down there, you were saying, off there. It's down in Canberra, are you?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely the coldest coldest spot I've lived in in Australia. So I'll just check That's
0: out the Apple weather right now, mate, and make you a bit jealous. We are sitting on a balmy 25 degrees up here in Brizzy.
1: that sounds really nice i think we're (laughs) topping maybe like 15 today it's sunny outside it's it's like a the bluest sky you could ever wish for there's no wind and it's you walk outside the sun's really nice but like as soon as you're out of that sun in the shade it's like oh man (laughs) yeah wow
0: yeah that's cold man um actually i wouldn't mind a bit of coolness on this weather up here is just it's hot it's like it's like a never-ending summer
1: yeah true for about until about two weeks in winter, and then you get it back. Anyway.
0: <laughs> cool, mate. It's the uh, recording on the third of May here. We've had some certainly some interesting um, topics, and certainly some interesting things happening in the world. We haven't spoken too much about, and we probably won't again today. I just we, we did get an increase in the uh, interest rates here in Australia, which is the first increase since 2010. So it went up uh, 25 basis points today. Oh um, well. Wow. Sure, yeah, I'm sure you were all over that.
1: <laughs> Actually, it wasn't I? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't look it up. So. Thank you for sharing that news. No, and that's, um, yeah, that's
0: about 40 minutes ago and then we saw the share market come down a little bit, but I think a lot of it was probably already priced in. It's not a big, um, hasn't been a big tank sesh, but um, yeah, over the weekend, huge drop uh, in US. Uh, we had 4% on the NASDAQ uh, yeah. across the weekend and um, yeah, it's it's sort of up and down a little bit. And then Chinese stocks did the opposite. They went up 4%. You sent me a message on the weekend. And, um,
1: well, more than 4%. So... That four um, percent drop on the Nasdaq was mainly, from what I could read, it was like companies like Amazon who went backwards for the first time in their yeah. history. I think it was, and and yeah. Apple Apple had a poor, um, had a poor uh, revenue or you know numbers. Uh, but then, yeah, I think um, all the Chinese stocks went up like ten plus percent to start with. They they drew back a bit. I know um, yeah. Alibaba finished up like six and a half percent, but. On the Hong Kong stock exchange, Um, it went 15% in one day. So
0: that's Barber on the Hong Kong, you mean? Yeah. 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 So that wasn't, um, that didn't show up in the ADR stocks. It did.
1: It did. The ADR was up 11% at one stage. It pulled back to about six and a half. So.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. I mean, and we we had a brief um, chat that was on the back of maybe the lockdowns in China and potentially them starting to um, not be so tightened around their tech stocks, I think, as well. There was a little bit of um, mm. talk of that. So that was uh, a bit of a bounce back there, which is kind yeah. of a reversal of what's happening in the US at the moment. Uh, yeah. Everything's tightening and inflation's skyrocketing and, and so forth. But, yeah, that wasn't really the, um, uh, the topic we're going to talk about today. Uh, we were going to... Um, do a bit of a summary of the annual uh, Berkshire Hathaway meeting that was uh, last week. They met for the first time in two years. The previous two years were done via Zoom yep. with uh, Charlie and Warren mm-hmm. sitting, in, sitting in a room uh, talking to a camera. But, um, yeah, they were back in their stadium stadium this year. 40-odd thousand people pack, packed it out and, yeah, they delivered their meeting. And there's some good takeaways, mate. Let's,
1: let's go through them today. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip down my notes quite a bit because this is leading into uh the China China side of things. Um and um Charlie Munger didn't mention anything in the Berkshire Hathaway meeting about Alibaba. Um one thing he did say uh is that the Chinese government have created more fear for US investors. And it got pretty bad, which, you know, you could see through uh, their stock performance on top of, you know, the lockdown in, in um, China and all that. But mm. he said, um, like recently, it had gotten worse. However, China have, um more recently uh, backed off and uh, come out and said they noted they went too far with a lot of their um, crackdowns on um, tech, which is, I think, a, a big reason why we've currently seen Chinese stocks uh, pump up a little bit. Mm. So. Is it so yeah. Mung
0: is a little bit more invested in China than Buffett? Do we know I,
1: that? Yeah, I, I believe he is. Even um, well, even then, like, you know, you look at uh, Daily Journal Corp and they didn't sell all of their shares, you know. That yeah. was that big news that, um, you know, he sold, he sold, he sold. That's all you see. And I know we, had a, we did a, a podcast on it as well. But um, he kept 300,000 shares and you don't know whether or not he bought in – uh, the Chinese or the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but there was very li- very little set around China. Um, I reckon one of the biggest takeaways from the meeting uh, was uh, the fifty-two billion dollars uh, of capital that was allocated to stock. That's, um, um, yeah. yeah they, so,
0: so they've been net net buyers essentially in this first quarter of twenty twenty-two. Uh, they had yeah. over one hundred fifty billion dollars in cash, um, and basically that's gone down back down to around 100, 110 or 105 I can't remember exact figure there but um, yeah they've been net buyers and and um, Buffett's been on record saying that preferably for his insurance business they, they want to be you know want to have a big uh, sum of capital there uh, yeah. they want to be safe as houses essentially but that that's safe of houses for him the figure's around 25 30 billion dollars and they're sitting at 100 and 110 at the moment so they've certainly from, bit of um, money that they want to spend, and they have been spending. So this is the first time in some time that they've kind of been, um, yeah, dropping some coin on the um, on different, you know, different stocks and shares and so forth. But yeah, that's that's probably the big takeaway, wasn't it? What, what were they buying, mate? What were they? Um, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, um, there's, there's a few ones we want to chat about a little bit more about here, but just to go over them quickly. So, um, Activision Blizzard, which is one I, I'll, I'll mention in a second, um, they bought more Chevron Corp. Uh, They bought some more HP, uh, Occidental Petroleum, and they even bought some more Apple. Um, So so, it's tech and
0: energy there. You've basically just listed tech and energy, haven't you?
1: Exactly. But Mm. um, coming back to the the Activision buy, um, that was really interesting because uh, I don't know whether it was Ted or Todd who's basically running a percentage of the Berkshire Hathaway, um, uh, their fund, essentially. Um, They get a very... (laughs) <laughs> it's funny. It's like very little percentage, which is still over a billion dollars. But um, yeah, so they had bought, I think it was fifteen million shares in Activision, um, and then out of uh, after after they had purchased, uh, Microsoft come out and said that they were uh, going to buy Activision for, I think it was around ninety five dollars a share. It was a record and- record um, price too, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, and then, yeah, after that, uh, Buffett himself stepped in and upped uh, their holdings from 15 million to uh, I believe it was 75 million shares, which is a roughly 9.5% of the company. So Berkshire now own roughly 9.5% of Activision. And um, interestingly enough, he said um, why he did it, and he goes like, you know, this is what we used to call it, you know, 50 50 or so years ago, he called it a workout, uh, which is essentially arbitrage between the current price and the price offered by Microsoft. Yeah. Um, So he goes, it's it's not really no longer buying based on uh, the value of the company, but he's buying based on the corporate deal that has been made. Yeah. And Buffett's one of the bigger... um... Bigger people
0: in doing that, isn't he?
1: Especially when he was, um, you know, especially when he was he had a lot less money to uh, control, yeah. he could do that a lot more, but he's just he can't do it as much these days with you know 150 billion dollars worth of cash. A <laughs> uh, fun fact, uh,
0: for, for those who are wondering what Activision Blizzard is, it's the it's a, a, a I guess a gaming company, um, but they're most well known for the. Um, Call of Duty series that was famously um, very popular, yeah. um, and, and still is. So that's that's Activision Blizzard, um, essentially Tekken. Uh, was there anything else to say about that? Yeah, you mentioned um, essentially Buffett's deputies have been buying, bought that, and took a two percent stake. And they've since you know, Buffett has come in and, like you said, raised that up. So yeah, they'll be um, long-term holders of that, I'm assuming, for some time.
1: Yeah. So that's that's interesting and the share price has jumped a lot. It did jump a lot. I think it was like it jumped $20 overnight when um, that deal was uh, the deal was basically made public, but yeah, um, moving on from that, then um, they, they had a lot to say about wall street as they usually do. Um, Not, not nice things by the way. (laughs) Um, They basically said, um, you know, there's a lot of fueling of speculation and heating up in the market. And this is yeah. from wall street and, yeah. you know, it's in wall street's uh, interest to make that happen because the more buying and selling goes on, the more money they make. So, yeah. you know, it's no longer an investment. Um, you know, it's no longer investing when it gets to the level of speculation that it's at. Um, they love to call it. It's basically you're going to a casino and you just, you know, playing the slot machines over and over and over and, that's how they see the the markets um they don't like it obviously but um yeah, a few a few little ones said you know wall street catches the crumbs that fall off the table of capitalism you know like just yeah. a few little narky comments thrown out there which is always good so
0: <laughs> yeah they are always classic for a few little one-liners and so forth aren't they yeah Charlie uh, and uh lauren um they love a good one-liner and um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, they are business pickers, aren't they? Not not stock pickers. They don't um, speculate or anything. So that's that's really, you know, what they do. And, yeah, they, they obviously have seen a lot through their time and, and you know, the, them commenting on the current time period where it's, you know, very speculative and, you know, lots of money flowing in and, and all that sort of stuff is, um, I, I guess, not surprising, but a good reminder, a good reminder for for us, um, so yeah, do do your research and, and understand what we're buying. And yep. uh, not just looking, not, not just looking at share prices. Um, mate, uh just back to the companies they bought. Um, so Chev uh Chevron they've been adding to, uh, which is um again, sort of that energy oil play, isn't it? Um yeah. they're, they're sort of quite big fans of them at the moment. Um uh, what was the other ones uh, they've added to the Apple? So that was interesting. So even Apple's probably is, is you know, we, we know a fair bit about the FANG stocks. Um, Amazon's just crashed a bit. You know, it was down 15% last Friday. Netflix is down 70% for the year. Um, Facebook um, is down a long way. Google was also down. Apple, Apple probably hasn't come off as much and, and Microsoft, but... For them to be buying um was interesting, or adding to their stock um you know they're already quite big position, I think they have one of the biggest positions in the company now,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, for sure, and um I believe Apple have been buying back their stock quite a bit as well, and um yeah. Warren, Warren Buffett did mention it, he said, um you know they're they're purchasing back their interest, which is making our interest even higher, and I wanted yeah. to um add to that while they were doing the same, so um he clearly loves apple um. He likes the future of Apple. Uh, I don't think Apple's a company that's going away by any means. Um, so, yeah, he he just sees this as a good long-term investment.
0: Man, I saw the, I mean, this is off topic, the stats of Apple, you know, and what they, you know, their their revenue or their earnings generated in the, in the quarter was just mind-blowing. Like, it was like $100 billion or something. I can't remember the exact figure, but just <laughs> mind-blowing numbers. I mean, just, you know, think about that for a second. Um, yeah. Yeah it's, it's country. yeah, it's ridiculous.
1: It is, but good on them. Hey, they um they've created that, and that's really good. Yeah. It's like a own ecosystem now. So yeah, big mode. Um, yeah. So um, I think uh, there was a question asked about timing the market, um, and uh, i think, timing as in timing. like let's time the yeah. bottom, um, and I think that was based around you know their thoughts around the stock market and they're buying again at the moment. So. Um yeah, I think they basically, uh, Warren said he's never made a decision on uh, what he thinks the market or the economy is going to do. Um, he doesn't think he's smart enough to do that, um, but he thinks he's reasonably good at getting enough uh, for his money when the time's right. So that interestingly went on to say, we always hope that our investments go down for a while so we can get even more. And even Mm. after we have spent all of our capital that we've allocated, um, we hope it goes down even more so the company can buy back their own stock, which essentially (laughs) raises our interest in the company. Uh. So it just goes to show like, you know, you don't have to be looking at the stock market. You don't have to be looking at everything because as long as you understand a business well enough and you know that you're buying that business at a quality price, you're going to make you know it's a good decision long term it doesn't matter in the next year It doesn't matter in the next three years you know look out 10 20 years and see what it can do for your wealth over that time period because oh, you know <laughs> the way life's going even at the age of 91 and 97 these guys are still doing that so you know if people are listening to this and going well i'm 60 There's no point well, It's like you're going to be living till 80 and probably more so you know yeah. there's no better time to start than now.
0: It's an interesting mindset because um i mean buffett is certainly always investing for the long term and and has at times says the best time to sell is never um but is a you know if we throw back to netflix that we talked about last week bill ackman he's he's really looking you know he runs a big fund um his um uh, i guess his clients in that fund are wanting you know improvement quickly you know his mm. his outlook was two years it's really um very different to what berkshire um hathaway take in terms of an approach that they don't, you know, two-year horizon, they see that as an event, an opportunity to get in. Definitely. Saying that about Netflix itself, but um it's just the different two different ways of looking at something, um, Bill Ackman's out of Netflix because um they couldn't see that it was going to turn around in a two-year period. Now that's that's pretty short term. That might be long term for some people, but um again, just the different style of investing. Um,
1: Definitely. And I I wanna I wanna add add to that a little bit. Um, that's exactly right. Bill Ackman did jump out because he said, "In our time period, we can mm. We don't know if in our time period, um, you know, what it's going to be like." No, but no. we know that Bill Ackman also is, you know, a very sim a similar investor to Warren Buffett. But you, like you said, he has a big fund that isn't Berkshire, and he needs to essentially keep that money under management for like from his investors because, you know, I think. I can't remember I was listening to Phil Town's podcast recently and um I'm going to get these numbers completely wrong but lots and lots of billions of dollars came out of his account um after after something in the past and that turned into like 200 million dollars out of his pocket mm. so you know whether or not you want to say I can invest for two years or ten years. Once you've got other people's money involved and that's your paycheck, and two hundred million dollars comes out of your back pocket, you start to think of things a little bit differently.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Different different ways to think about it, and um, different timelines as well. We we probably lean more on the well, we definitely lean more on the long long term um, mm-hmm. horizon. Um, and there's a couple other probably nice juicy um, summaries to to make. Um, he they talk about inflation a little bit in their meeting. Um it's obviously yeah. a big topic currently. And like you just said, Buffett doesn't necessarily um invest based on macro um the macro environment too much. He's looking at the business, understanding it and 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 is hoping that it goes down, if anything. Um but yeah, yeah. They, they talk about inflation and um
1: I, I I really like that point. So I believe um I believe during the during the meeting uh it was a young fella who asked that question about you know what are their thoughts on inflation investing in inflation yeah. and i think this just this just shows how good of a like a person he is just the way he doesn't only just it's not always investing right and his answer was the best investment in an inflationary environment is in yourself to be more valuable then people will pay you for your skills so play to your strengths learn more something that you're passionate about monetize what you're passionate about become better at that then inflation doesn't make any difference so straight away he's come up with you know a really individualized really good answer for a young fella who you know is is expecting you know oh how do I invest better It was like don't even look at investing you know do you first because you're going to make a lot more money through what you do than you are through an investing investing is that passive outcome but if you can make more money through what you do then you know that's more money you can invest essentially so it's really good yeah
0: perfect yeah they essentially say yeah, like inflation like basically hammers everybody from um you know stock buyers to, to you know bond investors and to anyone holding cash so that inflation is not you know generally good for those people so yeah invest in yourself um yeah because you know yeah and he says yeah, like I said those, those abilities can't be inflated away um yeah, once you've learned something, that's you know, that's your skill and yeah um yeah, it's a, it's a, again, another little uh wisdom yeah. point from Buffett and the team. Yeah. Um another thing that came out of the meeting was that they have um changed the tune on Bitcoin. They love it. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm like we're reading two different things there, mate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, um no, still still not liking Bitcoin
1: no they're not they're not big fans and um <laughs> he he made a pretty pretty big statement they they're very they make a big statement around it and i i don't think that that's usually them and i know that divides a lot of people who either follow them or listen to what they talk about but at the end of the day they're 91 and 97 who cares they can say what they want right? so mm-hmm. but um yeah buffett straight up said when he was asked about bitcoin he's like um I'm interested in productive assets, things like farmland and apartments, apartment blocks, things that pay cash. So, if he said, if you offer me 10% interest in all of the farmland for 45 billion dollars, I'd write you a check this afternoon. He yeah. goes, even if you offered me 1% of all the rental apartments for 25 billion dollars in the USA, I'd write you another check this afternoon, because these these investments create cash flow. They're productive assets. He then went to say, if you offer me all of the Bitcoin in the world for 25 bucks, I wouldn't take it. Because At the end of the day, what would I do with it? <laughs> you know, it only depends on what the next person is going to pay for it. I know Buffett's not a big fan of gold for that reason either. He goes, it's, it's not a it's not a cash flow asset. Basically, I'm buying it with the expectation that the next person is going to pay more. And he calls that the greater fool theorem because it just takes a fool who's willing to pay more for the same thing. So
0: <laughs> it's just it's just a very um he's a a businessman and a business operator essentially um you know and he's he's really only interested in running or owning businesses so i mean that's that kind of puts bitcoin and gold and those kind of things like you said um you know you've explained the thesis there it doesn't throw off cash flow um although there are interesting um things that are paying you um, essentially a dividend for your, for Bitcoin at the moment. So there's different technologies, but um, that's for exactly. another day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm neither here nor there on it, to be honest. Um, they're entitled to their opinions, hundred um, percent. And for me, like, I just still don't understand enough about it, you know? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good meeting. It's good
0: to see, um, you know, I guess all the crowds back and people are out of travel again. and. And um, at, at this point, you, you never kind of know if that's the last one. They've obviously starting to groom um, their little deputies, Todd and what's the other gentleman's name? Todd Ted and, and
1: Ted and Todd. Ted and
0: Todd. So they, they've been within the company for many, many years already, and um, it, it sounds like they have utmost—you um, know—they they trust them with, you know, obviously the company moving forward. They've had their little portfolios for some time now that they've been. Um, running, and I think they probably have a bit more of a um, bias or bent towards technology over Charlie and and Warren. And, and mm. quite a few people think possibly they might even take Berkshire to to new highs. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, yeah, I think oh. that was a lot of your key points. if we missed anything there? Um, I've covered. No, all I had uh, more.
1: Do you have anything else to add from what you've what you took away? No, I think they
0: I, yeah, I think that was just some really cool um points that we've already gone over. I, I think they were essentially net buyers and um and um you know the actually the one one thing is that they t- uh, do a full acquisition of um Algony, which isn't you know, again in that insurance game and and really yeah. sure Hathaway is that's their main thing. Um insurance. But you know, um Buffett, you know, talks about just one more key point. He talks about like they've this is a company they've been following for six decades. So it just kind of reiterates our, you know, understanding of business. Like he knew what they wanted to pay for it. Six decades he's known about this yeah. company. That's that's crazy. Yeah, to, to know that they uh, followed and were aware of this company, and then you know, an opportunity came up to purchase it in full. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for around twelve billion. And they, I think and they, the
1: um the the tipping uh, point for him there was that. Uh, I think it was a previous employee to him um emailed him saying, Look, I'm now the CEO of this company, which was which was that company And um Buffett said, you know, like I've got four uh four folders for this company, like you know, four drawers full of this company's information and he's just like I'm in love with it and this was just like this was a no-brainer. So that's that's a really good good news story. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
0: great story. Um so it'll be yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it continues to be a buy because you know um, there's a lot, lot of negativity around the market. They they are obviously starting to see there's some good opportunities in the market, and mm. um, they are seriously cashed up. They've got plenty of cash to um, be um, using to deploy. So this is this is maybe this is the event they're talking about that they can deploy some of it, and they already started to do it. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next quarter. Um, Definitely you know, start seeing some of their. Um, their filings come out soon um for the quarter they've just talked about. But um
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Great, great to do a roundup, a good summary. Uh, always fun.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I know it's um something that, you know, we don't get too much of here in Australia, but I was just thinking about we we've got to go some year, man. Like we'll have to make the trip across together and um, you know, go meet all the amazing uh investors that go there. I think Monash Cabra yeah. was there and um a yeah. few of um few of the australian investors who you know i watch on youtube and stuff they uh they got to meet him and posted a few photos So that's really cool
0: (laughs) yeah so it's a big day event and then after the day they they then they then do the meeting
1: (laughs) yeah yeah
0: Yeah, so oh man lock it in yeah definitely it's on the plans let's let's make it a goal hey Hi team, yeah, thanks for listening and tuning into another episode of the Legacy Investing Podcast. Uh, I'm Nate and Josh has joined us again as he does every Tuesday. We'll we'll catch (laughs) you next week. Have a good one, mate.
1: Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Have a good one. All information on the Legacy Investing Podcast is the opinions of the hosts and is for educational and entertainment purposes only is not intended as a substitute for professional financial legal or tax advice the host of the legacy investing podcast and any contributors to the podcast are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances before making any financial decisions you should consult a licensed financial professional